Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus, powered by Ferguson. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we are really excited to have on a person who you're probably familiar with if you are in the industry up here in New England, which a lot of you who are out there listening are, and it is Mike Capuccio. You'll recognize that name as the former owner of NETR. Mike has been doing a lot of consulting and teaching over the past 10 years while he was owning over at NETR. Well, Mike is fully in the consulting and training field now. And if you want to talk duckless with someone, he is your guy. And what we're going to talk about today is how to find and hire HVAC technicians and also talk a little bit about Dominate Duckless because Mike is going to teach you out there as a, an owner, a GM, or someone running an HVAC company, how to dominate the duckless market. Mike, hopefully that wasn't too long-winded, but we're super excited no, to have was, you on. We're really happy to have you on Taurus Talk. That was great, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. You know, like we said, I've, I've moved on in my um, career now. It's been you know, almost about, I'm going to say well over, probably almost two years now, year and a half to two years, where I've kind of been out fully and just really have focused a lot of time towards the training aspect to help contractors dominate the duckless market. And I'm really excited to be on this morning and and share what I have with you. And we're going to talk a lot with Mike over the next couple of months and really going forward. The duckless market is not going anywhere. We all know this at this point. Duckless (laughs) is growing every single day. And Mike just has so much knowledge in the field. And again, we'll, we'll talk a little more about how you can learn how to dominate duckless with Mike at the end of the podcast, but Mike, we're talking how to find and hire HVAC technicians Yeah, in today's is, market. This is arguably the hardest thing that's out there is finding absolutely. good help. It's been a big change from, you know, what we've seen over the past, Oh God, five years, it's gotten extremely difficult. And, you know, one of the main reasons for that, Matt, as we all know, is, is there's a technician shortage. I mean, mm-hmm. it's two times the national average. So for, for every one that's getting out pretty much, a half of a person is getting in at that point, if, if that makes sense. But it is really, really hard to find the diamond in the rough today. You know, everyone goes out, they put ads in, they do different things. And, you know, just hiring and searching right now has got to be done in a totally different way than the way that we had done things prior to, to how we had looked for people. It's just a whole different process now. You know, I mean, we, we've got to really start thinking of, are there any gems out there versus just the, you know, all these diamonds in the roughs, so, you know, are there rubies out there, are there emeralds? That's mm-hmm. the way I'm explaining it, you know, because right now it's so hard to find someone. I mean, you know, I've talked to so many guys, you know, around the country doing seminars and training events with, you know, they're like, you know, we put an ad in, we're looking for a three to five year guy and we just don't even get anyone to fill out applications anymore. I love what you said there about finding rubies and emeralds and all this because yes we all want the diamond but if you think about it if you think about (laughs) it out there in the real world from that point of view rubies emeralds you know jade whatever these are all still precious commodities and you want to look at any sort of person you can bring in and bring along as a technician as a precious commodity because there is that shortage out there and one thing that you really focus on and make sure people communicate this, an HVAC job is a great job where most people working in the industry are highly satisfied with that job. How can a business owner 
communicate that to potential employees or new hires? Well, first off, I mean, they've, they've got to really think outside the box when they're going to those different backgrounds. You know, when you're looking for those rubies and those emeralds, I mean, for, for, a, for a, a company that's looking for people, they've got to really be looking in different aspects today. You know, you have to be looking for different backgrounds. Those are the rubies. Those, there's so many people in different backgrounds that we bring into the HVAC industry. You know, and, and again, when I'm doing training and I'm talking to different contractors around the country, you know, the question that always comes up is, hey, have you ever hired someone from a different background that was never in the HVAC industry? And the first thing that they say is, yeah, I have. You know, we, we, we've done that. We've, we've brought somebody in from a different industry. And, you know, we kind of talk about, okay, well, where, where were these industries and what did they do? It's really looking for people who have skills. And sometimes it, they're not even mechanical skills. Mm-hmm. We can teach mechanical skills, you know, but you've got to be open to different backgrounds now when you're going to try to find people. You know, when, you, if, if, when you're starting to advertise for people, really, we're looking for entry-level people right now. And you've got to take the Catch-22 experience down when they go to fill out something to do something, you know, that the three- to five-year background. That's got to, that barrier has got to be removed that you won't even get people to fill out an application or even just fill out a quick, quick three minute form for you. Something that is kind of new to the field and it's growing again, more and more, especially in the duckless industry is when you're looking for that new hire, you said they don't need to be from the same field, but what they do need is to be familiar with the use of technology. Some of the Again, some of the older generation, they're starting to phase out a little bit. And some of that is because it is not as much a mechanical industry as it was. It's becoming a true technology industry. And a lot of the younger generation that's coming in now, they might not have the true mechanical experience, like you said, but their experience in using technology could really give them a leg up in learning the industry, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Matt. I mean, that's huge. You know, some of the other things that we've got to be looking at, too, like I had said, is, you know, these skills over experience. And one of those skills is knowing technology and being able to really try to pinpoint that because that skill is transferable. It's that that skill of technology that this younger generation really likes is technology to the duckless market. You know, it, it really, really is when you look at some of the equipment and how it's being installed and just even like the setup points of it, you know, when you're out in a home and how to how to set up some of these thermostats and how to use these different remote controls and do these different things of the way that the younger generation really likes to get into. So it's definitely that is a huge part of it, you know, but being able to even identify that in an interview you have to know how to do like I've, I've talked to a lot of guys and I, I was probably, you know, not so good at this when I was in when I owned my company was was really sitting down and performing a good interview to try to find out the things that are important to you as a company. And some of them aren't the mechanical side of it, believe it or not. Yeah. And one of the things you bring up in your trainings is soft skills and identifying soft skills. Can you just touch real quick on that? We don't want to give away everything because we want people to take the courses, but soft skills, what is it and how do you identify them? Some of the soft skills that you're really looking for, I mean, when you you get into it, you know, from the application and the interview process, I mean, before we even get to that, I mean, you know, you have to have people that 
are reliable that mm-hmm. you know how do we determine if somebody is reliable to, that you know is going to show up for work every day i mean you know we've got to be able to get in there and ask these open-ended questions you know uh, again can somebody adapt to your culture you know different companies have different cultures so can you adapt to my culture and you know what are these things as, as we go to look for them you know but before we even get them into the interview process, we, we've got to look at how to attract them, how to, to even mm-hmm. to get them to fill out something to say, hey, you know, yeah, I want to apply for a position at this company. You know, I mean, that's where I find a lot of companies really have not done so well on the advertising side, you know, right. where they've got these long laundry lists of things in a job application where they're looking for someone. I mean, you know, think about it when someone's going to be looking for a job and they see all of these prerequisites. Like I said, we got to knock those prerequisites down and get this into a very quick process because like you were saying earlier is technology. You know, I want you to think of how how most young people today would apply for a position. How would they apply for a job? Where would it be being done most of the time? Yeah, and they want it to be easy too, right? Having these long, drawn-out processes of, one of my favorite ones, it's an example, a lot of folks still have where you have to go through and type in all your information that is on your resume when you're going through a job. The younger generation, they want to be able to drag, drop, hit apply, and wait to hear back from you. So it's funny because we're not even getting to the actual interview, but attracting the younger generation, like you said, make it short and simple to get them interested in your company. So that takes some time to sit down and think, okay, what makes us attractive? What do we value? What's going to make that young person even think that I want to fill out this form on, on, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're looking for help. I mean, first you got to be going to different backgrounds. We don't even, you know, we don't want to even be advertising to the HVC technician right now because we already know there's a shortage of them. So we've got to go to people that have mechanical backgrounds. I find a lot of these people end up in building maintenance. Some of them end up in hospitals, apartment complexes. A lot of them do carpentry. I want you to think of people that are, you know, doing carpentry and framing and stuff like that today. These people that know how to use tools, but you know, some of the most effective advertisements that we're seeing today are no experience required, you know, on the job training. Yeah. But then, you know, what do they want to know? They want to know what the benefits are, how much money am I going to make? And, you know, what else is on there? Is there, is there a sign on bonus? Is there training? How is this all going to roll out to me? But it's got to be done in a very, very, very simple manner. Can't have a lot of things like you were saying, where you're going to have people sitting there for 30 minutes trying to fill out something. If, if you're the guy that's got a three minutes or less is the attention span on that application. Yep. And it's not even an application. It's more of a, hey, are you interested in coming in and maybe talking to us? We can get to the, to the application after we get you to just give us your name and are you interested in this position? Mike, what's your take on, again, we're talking about attracting and finding the, your next HVAC technician. We're talking about the application finding process to, to find someone here. And I love some of the stuff you're saying, but as we talk about your job posting or your your ad that you're putting out there on Google, on Bing, on, you know, whether it be social media, wherever it is, what's your take on including salary in your postings? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Have a range. Absolutely. With a with a sign on bonus um, and one year from experience, it's going to go up from there. Um, 
absolutely has to have salary on it. That's people want. If if you don't and someone else does, and the salary salary is attractive on the opposite side, they're going to probably fill out that one before yours. Yep. Yep. That's so. It's funny because you look at so many of the companies that are out there saying, "I can't find help. What? Why can't I get people to even fill out my my form? Why can't I get them in for an interview?" And then you ask them, "Well, do they know what they're going to be getting paid? Are they going to?" You know, again, we talk about the younger generation, the attention span shorter. They don't want to waste their time, right? The the younger generation values time and personal time so much more than some of the previous generations in terms, especially of hiring. If they don't know what they're going to make, I'd say 95% of the younger folks you talk to, if they say the salary is not on there, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. And the other thing I think that a lot of employers need to start to get realistic with is salary in the HVAC market because that has changed over the last three years. It really has changed. You know, if you're looking for people at 15 to $20 an hour to enter, Good luck. I want you to think, I want you to think of what you're going to get, you know, in that salary range, because that's about minimum wage in today's world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you bring it on someone with zero experience, but in reality, if you're looking for the right person, with the mechanical ability from a different trade or a different industry, or even has the right persona to come to work for your company, that's an experienced person. You have to look at experience a little bit differently today, and that's worth more money. You know, because I think that a lot of people are underpaid in the HVAC industry, and why do they usually jump a job? It's either that they, you know, don't like the boss, it's either, it's either a, a bad boss or pay. Most people, if they have a good boss and they're being paid well, those guys aren't jumping around. They they know what they have there and they're going to stay there. And you're focusing on the individual who you want to come work for you. That's part of what you teach is focus on the, on the individual. Focus on them, not on necessarily your company. Because you want to attract them by speaking directly to them when you advertise – but that's not as easy as it sounds. What what are some of your strategies in terms of advertising for open positions? Well, I mean, first of all, it's it's you know most job seekers are searching and applying for jobs on their cell phones today. You got to think about that. That application process needs to be extremely simple. They have to have online options. That application's got to be under three minutes, and it's got to have probably five questions or less right up front to even get them to to fill it out. I would stay away from the mechanical side of that. You know, I would ask them, are you reliable? Are you dependable? Um, can you adapt to different a different trade? Can you solve problems? Mm-hmm. Are you a problem solver? Um, you know, can you come in and, you know, are, are you a good communicator? And these are, you know, there's, there's about seven or eight items that are going to really get honed in on after you get the application, which is, you know, like I said, three or four minutes, that's it. Then get them in and really try to see. And you're probably going to – one thing else else is going to happen is you're going to interview a lot more people when you do open up to a talent pool that is not three to five years. So be prepared to be looking for other things besides the mechanical ability. Can you work on a team? Can you solve problems? Can you adapt to my culture? Can you communicate? Are you reliable? The interview process has got to be really, really honed in on those things. And that's that's what 
I'm going to teach in the, you know, in the two day classes that we're going over. And I've actually developed this whole thing on how to hire and interview and look for people into an e-learning module that I'll have ready probably within the next week or two. So I spent a lot of time doing, you know, putting these things together to help the contractor, you know, really hone in on trying to bring people in from different, different aspects. And it could be just like what you were saying earlier, Matt, it could just be, you know, a young man or woman who who has Mm -hmm. good, you know, technology. You know, I I was talking to a guy in a, in a meeting out Dallas, Texas over the, the spring of last year. And he had said to me, he said, you know, he says, he said, my best service tech right now today was a bartender. And I said, well, why did you hire him? He said he had great communication mm-hmm. skills. He he was willing to work late hours. He had everything that we needed, but he didn't know HVAC. He said, you know what? We taught him HVAC. There's yep. schools that teach HVAC. He said the stuff that we were looking for, he had. And some of that is very hard to teach. He already had those. He already had that. So if you've got that, half the... I mean, a lot of guys say to me, you know, I can't get anyone to even show up for work. If you get reliability, God, you got half the battles already mm-hmm. been beat there. Uh, am I correct by saying that? I would think so. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because we talk about reaching the younger generation or reaching the reliable folks. Another piece that you touch on in some of your learning modules is advertising for open positions in a number of places. There are a lot of people that say, oh, I put it on job board. Somebody will find me. No, it's not the deal anymore because... No. You're not going to find that bartender that's the number one for somebody now that you've worked with on, you know, any of these job boards under HVAC technician. They're just not going to look for it and they're not going to have any of the, you know, on those job boards, you have to set certain parameters. So they're never going to meet those parameters. You need to be on social. You need to be on Google. You need to be on those job boards still. All over them, all over those job boards and for other people. You know, think of the people who who are in customer service and, you know, I've heard so many stories when we actually do this training and, and we sit down and go around a room with 20 contractors and start asking the questions of, hey, have you ever hired someone from outside the HVAC industry? It's amazing at the stories that come out and, and it really gets the contractors thinking to thinking outside the box, you know, because it's, this is a, this is a very, very tough, tough part of our business today. It is, and you know, we've said it all along. Finding a good, reliable HVAC technician is the hardest part of the industry right now. Yep. Finding someone who you can trust and you can add into your company that is going to grow with your company okay. is very hard. Now, yep. there's a lot more that will go into it as well. And we're going to be talking with Mike in a series of podcasts here. We're going to talk about... <laughs> Everything from soup to nuts with Mike, because again, he wants you to dominate the duckless industry. Mike, if folks want to start working with you or find these learning modules or just get some of this knowledge from you, how can they do it? Where should they head so they can get some of this knowledge? DominateDuckless.com. And I do know that there are going to be some Dominate Duckless two-day trainings where we're going to get into all kinds of things that we'll get into over the next few few weeks and months with the podcast, Matt, of everything from marketing, hiring, service operations, sales operations on Duckless, and, and installing. Because when you hire these people, you are going to need to have a training program. Mm-hmm. I've got the training program built out for the contract of step-by-step from 
starting with common sense to, to pulling a vacuum and charging and weighing in. So it starts with a lot of common sense things, but we're going to get into a lot of that over the next few few weeks and months. So I don't want to let it all out today, but um, <laughs> I know there's I know that there is going to be two day trainings with the ACCA in New England in November, I believe it's November 3rd and 4th that the ACA of New England has out there right now. So if you want to sign up for that one, that's going to be a two-day training as well. So yeah, and keep an eye on your training calendar. We're going to be yeah, talking with Mike. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be talking with Mike here on the podcast, but keep an eye on that calendar. It's dominateduckless.com. It is Mr. Duckless himself. It's Mike Capuccio. <laughs> Mike, we want to thank you for coming on today and for giving us some great knowledge again. This is just scratching the surface of all the different things oh, that we're yeah. going to cover with Mike, but we want to thank him for coming on. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. If you can find a podcast, you know you can find us. Just search Taurus Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the hashtag Taurus Talk. And catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash Taurus podcast or click the icon on the app. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk.